Thanks for checking out the Renew Life Church podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that today's message encourages you. Amen. Well, you know, I went to WT in 2004. I'm originally from Lampasas, Texas, and and my wife's from Turkey, Texas. And so I came up to play football and, and spent a lot of years there. That's really where God began to work on me and when God began to show me that I was called to ministry. As, my, as I got to my senior year, I played football. I started as a quarterback there my junior and senior year, and I was really actually looking forward to getting into full-time ministry as soon as football was done. Um, but the Lord had some different plans for me, and, and uh, my senior year of football, I really started getting some, some looks from, from some NFL scouts. They started coming to my practices and things like that. And, and so uh, as I graduated from WT and, and went into my, my year after playing, and, uh, I actually got drafted by the St. Louis Rams in 2009 in the sixth round and went and played in the NFL for two years. Uh, one of the, the most amazing journeys I've been on. It was a lot of fun. Gave me a lot of gray hair. Don't judge me, all right? It, w- it, was, it was fun. It was hard. Um, but more than anything else, it was a blessing because it sort of gave me a platform to be able to speak to people and kids and and uh, so I really enjoy, um, I really enjoyed that time, but I, I've got to say, this is what I'm called to do. This is where I'm supposed to be. This is where God has me, not playing quarterback, but um, just helping people, and I love people. And over the last four months, um, it's, been a, it's been a journey for me and my wife. We loved Amarillo. We loved our church. We loved our pastors. But the Lord came to, came to me and said, prepare to leave, prepare to leave. And he began to talk. He began to speak to me. And um, we didn't want to leave. I didn't want to. I, I mean, I, it's not like Amarillo's really pretty, but Midland's actually worse, okay? <laughs> and, and I didn't think it was possible, but it is. There's less trees and less water. So just so you know, the reason I came to Midland is because of God, okay? Not because of scenery. Um, no, but I, I, I'm really excited to be here. And uh, we took a big step of faith. And I know this about God. He's not so much concerned about places as he is with people. So, when, so I didn't come here. We didn't come here as a ministry move. It was a God move. I came here for God. And the truth is, we came here for you. I want you to know we're, we're here for you. Um, we're here to pastor you. We're here to be your friends. Um, we're here to kick it. My wife's here to beat you in basketball. We're here, and um, we're really excited to do that. You know, what happened four months ago is we gave God the green light. We gave God the green light in our life, and that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. I want to talk to you around the idea of giving God the green light in your life. You know, my life changed forever when I was 16 years old. I was at my church and land passes and it was after a youth service and I was spending some time with God and I'll never forget this moment. I had this intimate moment with him and I told him this. I said, God, I'll go anywhere you want me to go and I'll do anything you want me to do. I'll go anywhere you want me to go. I'll do anything that you want me to do. As I look back now, I realize that set the course of my life. I realized that was actually an an answer to the call of ministry. 
but I gave God the green light. I want to ask you this morning, I want you to think about this. Where in your life do you need to give God the green light? I want to talk to you from the story of the rich young ruler. And so if you have your Bible today, you can, you can follow along here. We'll have it on the screen for you as well. It's in Matthew chapter 19. You probably know the story, but I want to read it to you today, starting in verse 16. Someone came to Jesus with this question. Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? Why ask me about what is good, Jesus replied. There is only one who is good. But to answer your question, if you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. Which ones, the man asked. And Jesus replied, you must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. Testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. Love your neighbor as yourself. I've obeyed all these commandments, the young man replied. What else must I do? Jesus told him, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sad. Notice what he did. He went away sad, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus said to the disciples, I tell you the truth, it's very hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. I'll say it again, it's, easy, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astounded. Then who in the world can be saved? Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, everything is possible. If you bow your head and close your eyes today, I want to title today's message, The Green Light. Let's pray. God, we thank you. We thank you for this moment. Like Braden said, this is not another Sunday, but this is a Sunday you want to meet with us. This is a Sunday you want to have your way. And so, God, we open up ourselves to you today. We open up all that we are. Holy Spirit, we ask that you lead and you guide us into all truth. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen, amen. How many of you remember growing up going to, P to PE class and playing red light, green light. Come on, show a hand. Anybody play? Okay, everybody played red light, green light. Keep your hand up if you cheated at red light, green light. Go ahead, everybody put your hand back up because you all cheated, all right? I couldn't, man, let me see the people that need prayer in here today, okay? But you remember the game, right? You'd go to PE class, PE coach would put on his hat, he has a whistle on, he'd line you up, he'd say, green light, red light, green light, red light, red light, if you went, do you remember what happened? Take two steps back, all right? Yeah, if you were slow like me, you, could, you couldn't afford to do that. You know what I'm saying? Or you're not going to win. Red light, green light. We, we know the game. We've played it. But I want you to get that picture in your head this morning, picture of playing that way, because the truth is this. When it comes to our relationship with God, we play red light, green light with him. On the inside of us, we in other words, we say, God, you can move in this area. You can speak to me in this area. You can influence me in this area. Oh, but over here, red light, you can't go there. And essentially, on the inside of us, I brought my hat today. This is the only one I had. It doesn't look like a real coach's hat, but we put our coach's hat on. I'm so upset. This is messing up my hair right now. It's okay. I'm going to get over it. <laughs> but we put our hat on. And here's essentially what we do. We put God on the line in our life and say, you can do this here, but you can't do this here. 
I'm the coach. You move. And essentially what we're doing is say, God, God, green light. Green light. Oh, yeah, speak to me about my calling, my destiny, prosperity, blessing. Green light, God. But when he goes to talk about your money, God, you better slow your roll. Red light, God. Oh, I want you to change your parenting. Red light. I want you to be nicer to your wife. Red light, God. I'm nice enough. I, I, need you, I need you to stop nagging your husband. I know he's stupid, and I know he's slow. Red light. And here on the inside of us, we're saying green light, red light to God. I want you to know today, God's not looking for that kind of relationship with you. He's looking for a relationship that has all green lights. On the highway of your life, he's wanting to hit every single green light. He's saying, give me that area of your heart that you don't want to give me, that area where it's dark, that area where you're hurt, that area where you're struggling, the area where you have questions and doubts. Can I have the green light in that area? This is what God wants. He doesn't just want part of your life. He wants all of it. He doesn't just want part of your heart. He wants all of your heart. Why? Because he wants all of you. Jesus didn't come. God didn't send Jesus to the earth to die so he could get part of you. He sacrificed it all. He took his chips and he pushed them all in. He laid it all on the line. He said, I'm all in for humanity. I'm all in for you. So the question I have for you today, are you all in for him? If he's all in for you, see, this is what God does. He always goes first. He always paves the way. If he's all in for you, are you all in for him? I think this is exactly what Jesus was talking to the rich young ruler about. Here, this young man, you remember the story, we just read it, he, he runs over to Jesus, and he's like, Jesus, what must I do to have eternal life? Jesus begins to give him this list. Don't murder, don't steal, don't commit adultery, all right? Uh, love your, uh, honor your mother and father, love your neighbor. And what does the man say? He says, I've done all that. I've done every single one of those. Let me say it to you this way. He's given God the green light in every single one of those areas. God, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. But then I love what Jesus does. This is what he'll always do. He goes to the place in this man's heart where he has a red light. He just hits him right between the eyes with it. He says, okay, if you want to be perfect, if you truly want the answer, if you want to follow me, he says, go and sell all that you own. Give the money to the poor, and then come and follow me. What does the man do? He says that he turns away sad because he had many possessions. In other words, here he was in, in front of Jesus. Jesus says, do this, and he literally turned his back, and he walked the other way. Now, when we read that story, if you're like me, I'm thinking, how could this guy do this? This is Jesus. This is the Jesus, the guy who walks on water, the guy who heals. It, I mean, it, he's face to face with the Son of God, and he turns his back on him? How could he do that? 
But can I just be honest with you today? Just like he did that to Jesus, we do the same thing every day to the Holy Spirit. Here Jesus was in front of him. Here we have the Holy Spirit in us every second of our day. And he will lead and he will guide and he will say, do this, don't do this, go this way. And essentially, and this is not about condemnation or shame. This is just about being real. This is what we do. Mm, I'm not going to do that. Here I was this week, Dean invited me out for lunch. Come on, make some noise for Dean if you like Dean. Yeah. Hey, there's more people for you than WT. Look at that. Did you hear that? That was a better clap than for the buffs. But I go to lunch with Dean. And before we leave, he stands up and prays for our waitress. Can I pray for you? He didn't even, if she said no, he was going to pray anyway. You know what I mean? And he stands up and prays. And the Holy Spirit said, would you do that? Oh, you're a I immediately in my head, I'm like, well, I'm a pastor. Of course I would do that. Nope, I wouldn't do it, God. Nope. What if she feels weird? What if it's awkward? What if she says no? What if she slaps me? No, I didn't go there. I just went there now. <laughs> now I'm even more terrified to do it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> would you do that? See, this is what the Holy Spirit will do. This is what God will do. This is how he works. Is he, he comes in and he, he'll, he'll nudge you a little bit. What about this area? Will you do this? Will you pray for that person? Will you tell them about me? Will you invite that person to church? Will you let me have the green light in this area? Maybe a little more serious. God would say, will you let me deal with that hurt? Will you let me deal with that place in your heart where there's unforgiveness? Yeah, I know they wronged you. Yeah, I know that relationship hurt you. But you're holding on to this unforgiveness, and it's actually producing bitterness and resentment in your life. It's not hurting that person. It's actually hurting you. And God wants to come in and heal that area. Oh, but you've given God the red light. He said, not there, God. Not there. Me and my wife, about three months ago, as we were going on this journey, I remember I just heard the Lord say, prepare to leave, prepare to leave. And I'm like, I don't have anywhere to go. What do you mean, leave? Like, Abraham, like, don't be throwing scripture at me, God, okay? So, like, here I am, prepare to leave. <clears throat> and it's just, uh, we put the, the boys to bed, and I go to my wife. I'm like, Natalie, I was like, I got to go on a walk. I need to listen to some worship music. I need to get real Christian for a little bit and hear God, okay? So I walk out the door, and I'm, I've already got my praise music on, and I'm walking down the, my steps. And, and, and if this was my front door, I get about 10 yards away from my front door, and the Holy Spirit says, turn around. And so I stop, turn around. I just got out here. I'm supposed to be talking to you like we need to figure this thing out, God. He's like, turn around and go talk to your wife. Like, oh, that, that, that's not right. I'm, so I take one more step. He's like, stop, turn around. I'm like, you turn around. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> turn around. Go ask your wife what she did. Ask my wife what she did. I was just with her. Like, what do you mean, God? And so finally I took one more step, and I was like, okay, here we go. So I walk back, 
And I'm thinking, like, ask my wife what she did. What did she do? Did she cheat on me? Like, what is going on, God? What do you mean? What did she do? I mean, my mind is just going crazy. And I walk in there, and she's like, what are you doing back? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. The Holy Spirit. <laughs> Have you ever been that way with God? Like, I don't know. He's, I think he's talking. I'm a little annoyed. I don't know. Yeah, you have. I can tell. <laughs> like, he, he told me to ask you what you did. What did you do? He's like, what do you mean, what did I do? I was like, I don't know. What did you do? <laughs> she said, well, when you, when you walked out, when you walked out, I told God that, we, that, that I would go anywhere he wants me to go. That if he wants us to go to Seattle, we'll go to Seattle. If he wants us to go to Chicago, we'll go to Chicago. If he wants us to go to Midland, we'll go to Midland. And in that moment, the moment that she gave God the green light, the moment that she said, yeah, you can have this area, where it doesn't matter where you'll take us, we'll obey, we'll go. And it was like in that moment, my spirit connected to hers. <laughs> and we, we got into agreement, and then we got into agreement with him. And when she did that, I'm telling you, our life just, I mean, this process was just, it, it took, it started going 100 miles an hour. All because we just said yes. To God. We said yes. You know, this last scripture I want to give you, it's out of Matthew 16. You know it, you've heard it. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, this is Jesus talking. He says, if you'll give up your life, if you'll give it up, give up your life for my sake, you'll save it. You'll save it. God's not looking for you just to do one more thing. Hear me today. He's not looking for your works. He's not looking for you to prove it to him. See, here, here's what happens. Anytime, this is the one point I want you to grab a hold of today. Anytime God asks us to do something, it's not so we can increase our position or our status in him. It's so that he can increase his position and status in us. It's so that he can take more territory. It's so you can give him more the darkest place of your heart, the darkest place of your life, anything, you're just saying, God, I surrender. I'm going to give up my life for your sake and follow you, God. If you bow your head and close your eyes this morning. Today is not just about what God wants to say to you. It's what he wants to do. It's what he wants to do. 
I want to give you a moment just right now. Press into his presence. Press into the Holy Spirit. And let me help you with, with that. Don't turn outward to hear from God. Turn inward. Turn inward. Let the Holy Spirit begin to reveal to you. I'm believing right now that he's going to highlight an area in your life where you have a red light. Where's that red light? Where's that untouchable place? Where's that no-fly zone where you just say, God, please, not this area? Where's that at? Because it's time to give it up. It's time to surrender. It's time to open up your hands and stop holding on to it. Saying, God, I give it to you. I surrender. We're going to go back into prayer, but I want you to look up here real quick. I believe God wanted me to share this demonstration with you. When you find that area in your life, say, God, there's a red light there. Here's essentially what you're doing. You've been wearing the hat. Saying, I'm the coach. God, you're on the line. This is a red light. But here's the exchange that happens when you say yes. Is that you come face to face with God. You take off the hat. And you put it on him. And you say, I'll do what you say. I'll go where you say I need to go. I'll do what you say I need to do, God. I'll follow you. You give me the green light and the red light. And you pass over control to him. So bow your head again. Where's that area at? What exchange do you need to have with him this morning? It's just an exchange. You're saying, nope, God, your way over my way. Holy Spirit, we just surrender to you. God, we thank you that your grace is sufficient. Some of you might be in here today and you're thinking, how can I do that? How can I, how can I really give that away? I'm scared. I'm fearful. Hear me today. God's grace is right on the other side of that. It's right in the middle of this situation. He's not going to leave you out to dry. He's not going to put you in a bad place. No, this is a place of freedom. This is a place of going somewhere in him. A life and life more abundantly. God says he rewards those who diligently seek him. So Holy Spirit, we just say we surrender. We surrender this area. We give it over to you. We give you the green light right there, right in this area. We don't get it. We don't understand it all. We may be scared. God, we don't care. We trust you above it all. We give you that green light. We hope you've enjoyed our podcast today. You can find out more about our ministry at RenewLifeChurch.com or on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Also, our app is available for download so that you can stay up to date. Again, we are so glad you joined us. If you're in the Midland Odessa area, we invite you to come be our guest at one of our services. Have a great day, and we hope to see you soon.